swing on down to Ricky's place Where the girls are refined and the men have good taste A subtle joke, a touch of class Bought in a tall martini glass Let's swing on down to Ricky's, down to Ricky's Welcome to Rick's Martini Bar. This is Jerry McCarty here, as usual, with the lovely Kelly Maroney. Hello, Kelly. Hello, Jerry. How are you? Oh, I am so good today because we have a special guest. Yes. One of your co-stars. We have the great Catherine Mary Stewart here. Thank you for being here, Catherine. Hey, it's my pleasure. Okay. Woo-hoo. Before we get started, and this is, uh, well, well, first tell everybody how to follow you on oh, yeah, social Twitter. media. Yes, this is a whole new world for us actresses of our age. Yes, you have to follow me because this way I'll get hired, apparently. So my Twitter handle is at CMSALL. CMS is Catherine Mary Stewart. Yeah, that's a CMS, just like Neil Patrick Harris's NPH, your CMS. There you go. CMS all. Right. CMS all. <laughs> um, and I have a website. CatherineMaryStewart.com. I have a Facebook page, Catherine Mary Stewart, obviously. What else? Oh, I've got Instagram, I guess, Catherine or Mary just Stewart. Go to, just if you if you want to see Catherine, just go to um, Netflix and just search your name out and you'll get to see Last Starfighter. You get to see all kinds of stuff that, that, you, that she's been in. And uh, of course, the movie she starred in with. Kelly Maroney, Night of the Comet. Mm-hmm. And you did a, a white collar, you're in lots of stuff. So. That's right. That's the, I was like, white collar? Oh, yeah. That was the most <laughs> recent thing that I did. One of the most more recent things that I did in New York. Yeah. Before we start, I'm going to indulge you with a little story that will only mean something to four guys in Michigan. Is when, <laughs> that's that, a small and me. I know. Wow. Yeah, it's 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 meant to be a compliment. Is 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 after we saw after we saw your movie, Night of the Comet, me and my friends went drip drinking beer and talking about movies like we would always do. We still, I still do that. Yeah, I, I have to drink a lot of beer after the <laughs> <comment> too. <laughs> so, so we were talking about Night, no, of the Comet, Night of the Comet, and I made the mistake in front of four guys of saying, I love that Catherine Mary Stewart. There's like nobody like her on, in movies today. She's She's got this like nice attitude but she's strong but she's she's lean and she's tough and it's like this weird combination and i said she's kind of like a katherine hepburn <gasps> and my friend said that is the worst insult you could give oh her oh my god and i said no katherine hepburn no and they said that old shaky lady that won the Oscar <laughs> for, uh, on Golden Pond? I said, yeah, but years ago. Before that, Pretty she was really bad. hot. She used to be hot. And, and, and they said, what was she in? And I said, bringing up baby. And you tried to explain to four dudes drinking beer oh, what yeah. bringing up baby, baby. It was bad. So it ended terribly. And they told me, they said, oh, if you ever meet her, do not lead with the Katherine Hepburn thing because it's not. She'll <laughs> be totally so, insulted. Uh, you took that advice, I took. I reje- <laughs> I, these you guys, rejected that I advice. reject their advice, and so I want to just tell you that I think that you had that. Did you feel like you had that kind of a <laughs> different thing than anybody else? 
Well, first of all, thank you for that call. I mean, I love Catherine Hepburn. I mean, what an icon. And and it's sort of the first kind of liberated woman on... Yeah, wore the pants, the high-waisted pants like you were, too. She was (laughs) different era, however. I know. Skipped like 40 years. (laughs) Yeah, lean, mean, 80s machine I was back then. No, um, did I think of myself as Catherine Hepburn? Um, I didn't really think of myself as anybody, but I mean, I think that you kind of go into acting trying to be unique, or not trying to be you unique, but, unique, but you, your unique self. Yeah. I mean, when I think you really run into trouble when you, you try to impersonate somebody else. Uh-huh. And you see that a lot, right? Especially, like, through the uh, 80s and 90s oh, yeah. when... Christian Slater used to do Jack Nicholson for... Right. Years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, particularly women and all the trying to look a s- certain way, like Barbie doll-ish right. or whatever it is. Okay, but I'm also interested in the yes. journey. So you were born in Edmonton, Alberta. Which yes. We've had another guest from Edmonton, Alberta, too, and she what? was also very polite, very nice. Canadians are very, very well, <laughs> well behaved. I, except for my dad, who's a curmudgeon. <laughs> <laughs> then we get to a certain but, age, how, and you just turn like into this nightmare. How long did you spend in Ed- Edmonton? Um, I grew up in Edmonton. I uh, left when I was 18. Wow. When I graduated from high school. So that's why I know about Edmonton, because I've been there. It stays light in the summer, very light. Yes. Well, that's actually a really cool thing because it's so far north. It's like the, you know, the midnight sun, truly. Um, I used to love that, though, especially, well, summer holiday from school. Um, Yes, in Canada, we say holiday Holiday. instead of vacation. You say grade seven or seventh grade? Grade seven. (laughs) I'm telling you. We also say Yahoo as opposed to Yahoo. My 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 son Connor is constantly he's he like mom. It's not Yahoo. It's Yahoo. (laughs) Or what was the other one? There's some. uh, Oh, there's lots of those kind of dollar and uh, what's that all about? (laughs) Well, yeah, those are the classics. But have that O anywhere? Most Canadians never get rid of the O, but you don't have it. Yeah, you know when I first arrived in LA I I was here I guess a year or so but I ended up on days of our lives and it you know as soon as somebody hears that you're Canadian they they listen for that so I worked really hard when uh, I was on days of our lives to get rid of rid of any of that stuff so yeah I'm all Americanized now that's much great to my family's chagrin we're up to our first commercial break so we're gonna take a commercial and when we come back I want to hear some night of the comet stuff when we returned with the great Catherine Mary Stewart, Kelly Maroney, and me, Jerry McCarty, at Rick's Martini Bar. Let's swing on down to Ricky's Place, where the girls are refined and the men have good taste. And hello, we're back. I'm Kelly Maroney. This is Rick's Martini Bar. I'm here with Jerry McCarty and the great... Great to great, my very good friend. I made her laugh. Ha ha. I love this very great good friend, thing. Catherine Mary Catherine Stewart. Mary Stewart, the great. Yes. Okay. I have to. I was telling Kelly this earlier. Is we've had a few of Kelly's co-stars on here. Oops. Sorry. We've had a few of Kelly's co-stars on here, and they all have this bonding, like people that have been held hostage together for, gone through some very traumatic, like uh, something before, but was is making a movie. With Kelly Maroney, <laughs> unusual yeah, or, Kelly or, Maroney. No, or do you, do do all do actors bond on sets of, of foxhole buddies? 
Vauxhall. <laughs> Vauxhall, but well, in this case, it really was kind of like that. We were sort of, it was qu sort of guerrilla filmmaking in a way. You know, we were all kind of in it together. Um, well, I remember the first day we looked at each other and we knew that we were it. We that's what we had to hold on to was each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. We, you know, it was a low budget. Um, we, we were uh, encouraged to give, you know, give ideas and do do different things. And and we shot at a weird time of year. It was Christmas when we shot downtown? You know, when nobody was there. So it was like early, early Christmas morning we're shooting downtown L.A. One time the the hair guy didn't show up, the makeup hair guy yeah. didn't show up. I mean, literally he was on some drinking binge or something. I don't know what, but he just we're sitting around waiting for him and he just never showed up. So Kathy had some makeup in her bag, so we both used her makeup. Wow. Yeah, it was crazy. But, you know, it was sort of like Kind of fun, but definitely bonding. Yeah. Absolutely Nothing bonding. Faces. I mean, that could anything could have happened, and we would have gone, all right. Yeah, yeah. We just kind of, you know, we liked the story. We liked the. I, I love the fact that it was a, a, a movie that where the two leads were female. It's about these girls and their journey, you know, at this bizarre. Yeah, it's kind of a weird story, but it's so rare to see a, um, a movie where it's about the girls, you know? It's about these strong girls and how they get through this bizarre event. And I really, that's what attracted me to the whole thing in the first place. And then, you know, obviously our characters... Um, in the movie have to really depend on each other. Yeah. These sisters are all of a sudden, the, as far as they know, the last people on earth. It was very much true to, true to life. I mean, I was new in town. Yeah. So I didn't know Los Angeles. You know, I mean, and we were the last people on earth because there was never anyone around. Yeah. Yeah, we, we definitely had a bonding experience for sure. And we've been, remained friends for now I love uh, the scenes with you guys together are the best, like in the, the shopping mall and all that stuff. But uh, Jeffrey Lewis was in that movie. Juliet Lewis's dad, who just recently passed away. Any uh, stories about him? Did you interact with him? What kind of guy was he? Catherine had a scene with him. I did. did yeah, you? he he had you know he we are kidnapped to this underground right, facility, right, right. right? And he's interviewing. You're on me. the other side of the table. Yes, at the other. I love that scene. By the way, that was one of my favorite scenes in the movie. Uh, and you know, it was so easy to work with him. He was a really, really nice guy. Just a a good. I don't know. Just a great man. And I, I feel honored to have been lucky enough to work with him. He has such a history. Two hundred. I forget, or maybe 300 movie roles. Yeah. He just tons of movies. Yeah, roles. yeah, all different characters. Yeah. He was he was like a staple. He was a staple. very soul, soulful guy, too. Yeah, I think so. Because I, we gave him a birthday cake at a convention one time. He remembered us. I mean, you know, it was just, it was really, there's like a, a saint thing in his eyes. You know, mm -hmm. some people are, yeah. have a saint thing in their eyes, and he did. That's like cool. you, Kelly. Hmm? Like you. Aww. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> that's why we all hang out with Kelly for years after we work with her. Because it's that same thing. Aww. But you did soap operas, and Kelly's a soap opera. That's any, right. Any, uh, Kelly told us the story of... And listen to the old episodes if you get a chance. Because Kelly tells a great story of how she fell off of a building, mm -hmm. was in a coma for six months, and was pregnant. 
Oh. We're not sure what no, she fell on. I fell off, no. of a off of a building. Um, I was in a Broadway show, and my understudy slipped me a Mickey. I fell off of a skyscraper in New York City, and I woke up six months pregnant. Yeah, anyway, Eddie, did you have any good storylines like that? <laughs> well, when they wrote me off the soap opera, it's like the day they wrote me off the soap opera, I went to the bathroom and never came out. Oh. <laughs> it was like... Okay, a little slap in the face there, I know, I know. But then my character, fortunately, by that time I was like doing movies and stuff like that. I was like, fine, I don't. Yeah. And but my t- character did come back as a different person. But but yeah, isn't that horrible? I was like, we, we kind of want to hold on to the character. We just don't want to hold on to you. I didn't even get to die. No, I didn't get pregnant. Oh, I lost my virginity on. Oh, that. you did. Yeah, okay. to Chris Kosicek. Wow. Okay. That was pretty exciting. Well, we're going to have to take another commercial break. We're they come so fast. I know. But when we come back, we want to hear what you're doing. Now, I guess, oh, there's some, we're not going to hear, we're not going to get to hear everything that I want to hear about. But I want to hear about growing up in Hollywood, dating and stuff like that. I'm really interested in that. So, when we come back, <laughs> is that a good teaser? Make people come back from the commercial at Rick's Martini Bar. Let's swing on down to Ricky's place. The girls are refined and the men have good taste. Welcome back. This is Catherine Mary Stewart at Rick's Martini Bar. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> Sends the martinis, which kind of makes me sad. I know. <laughs> Next but, time. Yeah. Plenty of time for martinis later. Yeah. The, uh, but right now I want to hear about it. So you, the, we got away from the journey a little bit. So you went from Edmonton to London back to L.A. Okay, I'll try to make it as quick as possible. So I was a dancer in high school. Uh, when I graduated from high school, I went to this. It's kind of like a theater arts school in London. Um, where they offered not only dancing, which was primarily what I was interested in, every kind of dance, but also acting and singing and all that stuff. Um, and yeah. so I was there for a couple of years, but that's where I got my first uh, movie. I auditioned as a dancer for this thing called The Apple, a futuristic rock musical set in 1994. Wow. Very it's futuristic. Classic. And so I did the Apple, and I was, I was, I went to this dance audition, and I ended up getting cast in the lead role. And so I did this movie in Berlin, of all places. Wow. Um, it was a Canon Films, um, which are the subject to this new documentary called Electric Boogaloo. Um, and, and the Apple is mentioned in it. But um, yeah, Menachem Golan and Yorm Globus made up Canon films in like the 80s and they were trying to be this big American production company and there's, it's a great story. Did, they do, did they do Roller Boogie 2, Electric Boogaloo? Is um, yes. Linda Blair? Yes. Yeah, oh, great, exactly. One of my favorite movies. Yeah, you got to check out the documentary. It's called Electric Boogaloo. Um, so, it's cra- they were crazy. They were insane. So that was my movie and I came to LA after that and um, because I played this lead role in a movie, I got an agent, and then I just started, you know, going out, meeting people, and and reading for stuff, and and once somebody's hired you, then everyone feels like, okay, it's it's, it's okay to hire her. Right, right. It's yeah. true. Yeah, you have to break in somehow, and then, you know, and also it helped to be okay. young yeah. and you know ingenue-esque. You yeah. know. Hot, hot never hurts. Hot, so it's good. <laughs> and and I tease this, so we have to talk about it. Is so for you two guys coming off that film, which was which was a, a cult hit, but also you guys were the movie. The stars of the movie, and we know there's a lot of middle-aged 
actors in Hollywood that were like, that girl, I want to get a hold of her. Any experiences like that, both of you? Oh, you mean from like movie stars? From like, movie stars. Yeah, summoning us summoning to there. Saying that this is the new hot person. Uh, yeah. Um, or even, even just because, I mean, you both come across on the screen as, like we said, somebody different than anybody have seen, and people want to see more of you. Right. Right? Yeah, you do it's kind not, of. It's not all sinister, although some of it I'm sure is. <laughs> it depends. I mean, I always, I, you can always get yourself involved with the sinister side of right. stuff. You hear about that, you know, actors getting in trouble all the time when they're younger, just yeah. just getting involved with the wrong kind of stuff. None I, of that ever happened to me. Yeah, none of that, uh, 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 yeah, none of that happened to me either. And, and it was just like, it wasn't, I wasn't interested in that. I was like living in Topanga, you know, <laughs> and I loved it up there. I, I like just being a little step outside that. But I did have a uh, Warren Beatty summoned me at one point Ooh. for a, a movie. Yes, he did, and um, he asked for me to come to his house so he could meet me and things like that. Right. Because I guess he he's, he he just keeps sort of on top of the latest and whatever's going on out there and picks and chooses who he wants to meet. But I took my agent along with me uh. because I knew what his reputation was. <laughs> and we had a very civil meeting. We talked about some movie that he was doing at the time. And um, my agent, it was sort of a thrill for him, yeah, yeah, more yeah. than even me, I think, at that point, wow. to meet Warren Beatty. Um, but he was no, he was he was very nice. But I'm glad that I sort of had my yeah, yeah, yeah. bodyguard with me on the smart. on the day. Very yeah, smart. right. And then I never heard from him again. Huh? huh go figure. <laughs> He's still around. You know. He's still around, yeah. Happily married, got lots of kids yeah. and junk. Yeah, he's oh, sure he's still around. I think he he's got some project that he just finished recently. So who knows? And then after um, you guys did Night of the Comet and Last Starfighter, I don't want to shortchange in Last Starfighter. One of my favorite yeah, movies too. Yeah, here. Oh, I'm always here. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the roles had to be. You had to get offered some good roles after that. Did you any readings that you remember that? Now, retrospect, you look back, or, 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 or tell me this. Who were the people that you were reading against at that time that we might know now? Oh, uh, well, I don't know. Who were the people that we were reading against? Ali Sheedy, oh, yeah. that, that whole era. Um, oh, Mayor Winningham, who's still around. She's, she's yeah. one of the great actors of our day, I think. Um, oh, gosh. Give me some names. I don't remember. Oh, that's I don't right. Catherine remember. warned me that she's terrible about names. I am. I'm really, really bad, bad at that. Well, it's just bad I, was, I was so focused going in on stuff that I don't remember who I was up against. No, I, don't I mean, think we even knew who we were up against. Okay. Let me, let me tell you, tell Alexander tell you Paul guys. was somebody I, I used to. We, we're similar. Right. Our look is similar. We used to go up for things together. She, she was. Um, such a, a sweet uh, person, sure. really sweet. And we ran into her yeah, at the screening. Yeah, she's yeah, yeah, she's really nice. Okay. Um, you know who, t who remembered us? That I, Freddy Krueger, um, yeah. lovely man, Robert Engle Robert England. Yeah. We were at a convention, and he said, "Do you guys remember me?" And we didn't. He goes, "Red Afro." Oh, that's I, right. Said, I saw you guys at auditions all, all the, the time. time. Oh. That's right. That was so funny that because he's su he's created such an image for oh, himself yeah. that you don't think of him yeah. back in the day, right? Do you guys remember me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. See, this is what I, I I don't know if you guys appreciate what did Did you ever go into the theater and watch Night of the Comet? 
Um, yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, I, would, I did. If I made a movie, I would be in the theater all the time watching Yeah, it. yeah, it's kind of strange, though, watching yourself and then listening to the reaction of the audience. When I went to see it, I, I believe I went to see it in Westwood, um, there wasn't very many people. It was probably in the afternoon, and there weren't very many people in the theater. And, you know, Night of the Comet, it took a while to find its audience, for sure. But it was fun. It was fun to see. Now, those two movies uh, are, are, and I, I know how Kelly feels about this. You can say how you feel about it. But both Last Starfighter and Night of the Comet are two movies that are ripe for a reboot. With no the improvement kidding, right? in video games and improvement and, and zombies. Yeah. Or a sequel. Or a like, sequel. You know, the reboot, the problem with the reboot thing or doing it over again is it's never the same. It'll right. lose all its charm. Good point. For sure. Good point. And also, where will we fit into that? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody told me, you know what, I'm going to do this and you can play your stepmom. It's uh -oh. <laughs> <was> like, thanks. <laughs> I know, right? And also, you know, Last Starfighter, um, there have been scripts written for a sequel for that. Uh, Nick Castle, the director, has written a script. And at, at one point, there was some momentum going in terms of making a sequel, but that all, I don't know. It's, the only it's thing wrong bureaucracy. with the first Last Starfighter, not enough CMS. Not enough Catherine Mary Stewart. Oh. <laughs> yeah, right? There's, you should have been more. That, that They could have taken that thing yep. in such a cool direction. That's, that's, I, I agree. Well, yeah. I mean, if they did a sequel, then I would go up to outer space with him. Right. I'd be the next last starfighter. Right. Starfighter. Starfight right. Yeah. <laughs> the last last starfighter. Um, yeah. So that'd be fun. I mean, you know, they're doing a lot of that stuff. I don't. I don't know how they just choose what gets made. I mean. I know they pass it all over town at every studio because I've heard. Hey, your movie's been at our studio. They asked me if, what I thought about a reboot. I've heard it a few different times. Yeah. What they have come down to so far is that, you know, the thing that makes that makes this movie work is that this two girls, and there's no real opportunity to do like CGI and zombies and stuff like that. And there's no no real remake here. Yeah, what we need is uh, audience out there. There's a groundswell of fans too. Like I know the last Starfighter is at Sony and is Night of the Comet at MGM. Mm -hmm. You need to somehow make your voices heard and that you really, really, if you're big fans of this movie, I'm sure there's enough of you out there to, like, put the pressure on. Let's set up a petition or something. Yeah. There has been one. Oh, yeah. well, we'll do it again. We'll do it again with more, like, yeah. oomph. I saw it. It came in my email. Oh, yeah. so they're, they're, they're so, well, tried. email, shmemail. we got to do, like, Twitter and blast the social media. Facebook. Okay, well, we, we don't have much time left, but we do owe some tips to our our actors that are coming or trying to figure out what to do, where to go. Any advice you want to give anybody? If somebody, if somebody asked you, said, give me three pieces of advice. I want to become a movie star. I want to move to Los Angeles. What would you tell them? Well, first, you should probably move to Los Angeles and with okay. some cash in your pocket and a place to stay so that you can uh, stay for a while. You can't, you can't come here Let me get and... get specific. How long? I'd say at least a year. A year. At least good. a year. Probably two. Advice. No. Yeah, because a lot of people will come for pilot season, for instance, and, you know, think that, okay, it's pilot season. I'm going to get a job. They don't have an agent. They, you know, and, and they go home after pilot season all depressed. No, you got to come out. You got to establish yourself. Find yourself an agent and just start networking as much as you drive, can. Because you'll be lost for a long time. Yeah. Google Maps is very good. <laughs> now you got Uber. 
You didn't have Uber yeah. when you guys were out, so now mm. you... Uber is spendier than you think. Uber adds up. Okay. Oh, I'm sure Uber adds up. Yeah, you have to. It's pretty essential How to have a How do you get car. an agent? Um, well, that's very difficult, but you can do some uh, workshops or whatever. As uh, Kelly and I were talking, SAG Foundation uh, provides workshops with casting directors and agents. And all, they provide all sorts of free, um, well, of course, you're supposed you to have be to be in the member union of to SAG. Get that, yeah. Network, network, network. Go to class, meet, meet people. people. And uh, what I think, which is something I wish I'd known when I started out, is know the business of the business. Right. Oh my gosh, we didn't. I did not know that yeah. this was a business. I had no idea this was a business. It is a it business, an and you are a product. And know who you are. Know what the product is. And just you just have to just get out there, jump in head first, and start with signing up for as many different kind of kinds of classes as you can just start meeting people um and uh, you know all this um online stuff these um series that you can do online i mean uh, the student films afi uh, backstage magazine is a great reference find um casting people uh, uh, on twitter there's tons of them now. yeah and there's stuff that you guys didn't have like youtube oh, nothing. youtube and there's nothing webisodes i mean we had nothing yeah. and there's actors access you sign up for yep. you can submit yourself la casting yep. casting frontier all yep. of them.com yep um, those are the three very reputable ones. I understand that there's some not reputable ones, but those three, and you can submit yourself. Yeah, you can submit yourself. It costs a couple of bucks sometimes, like 250 per submission or something like that. I do it. I do it now. I've done it, and I've gotten responses. I do, too. And, so, yeah, get your, you know, even if you don't have a, a reel, find a friend who can videotape you doing a scene or something. Try yeah. to make it look as, as professional as possible. And you can. The yeah, technology you, is good. You can make a good... Movie. The internet is a gold mine yeah. if you can f figure out how to use it. And that's also part of when you start taking classes and you start me meeting other actors in your same position. Everybody has little gems of advice that they can give you. And then if you do get lucky enough to get something, be on time, be nice, and all that stuff. Absolutely. Right? <laughs> be on time, be nice, be professional. You hear that all the time. It's like it doesn't matter what how big your reputation is as an actor if you're not a nice person on the set it it, it never helps you no. get the next job you no. just got to be so i mean look at what the this job that we have how lucky can we be it's it's the greatest job on earth and you should every day appreciate it never we take it for granted we appreciate you Catherine Mary thank you we do appreciate it. And, and I appreciate you coming by and spending some time with us at Rick's Martini Bar. So uh, thank you. And Kelly Maroney, as always, thank you very much. Thank you, Jerry. You're very welcome. So please join us next week and follow us at www.mccartneymetro.com. Go click on the Amazon banner, buy something. We get a little taste of that. And we will see you next week here at Rick's Martini Bar. Cheers. We love down to Ricky's Play Where the girls are refined And the men have good taste A subtle joke A touch of class Poured in a tall martini glass Let's swing them down To Ricky's Down to Ricky's Play